Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey friends and welcome back to the pod. Today we are going through all the juicy details about our money story. I'm keen. I want to know all the deets, Queenie. <laughs> yeah, and I want to know all the deets from you, Pablo. So we're going to give it to you all on this podcast. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record this podcast. We extend our respect to elders past, present and emerging and recognise the ongoing care to the land, waterways and skies on which we live and work. We extend the same respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening today and we welcome and celebrate the diversity of our communities. get into it okay so first our money story so where does your money story start Queen? I think that my money story begins back when I was a kid I grew up in a single parent household so my parents divorced when I was a baby and my mom was unable to take care of me at the time so my dad got full custody of me but one of the things that was in the court orders was that he had to leave his job in order to take care of me as a full-time stay-at-home dad Thankfully, my dad did have investments, so he was able to earn a bit of an income, but it wasn't that much money. We definitely did not have a fancy, crazy lifestyle. We didn't go on holidays. I went to public schools. We tried to save money any way that we could, and we also had a pretty old car that was, you know, a bit embarrassing. I used to feel a bit embarrassed when my dad would drop me off from school. But looking back now, I'm really grateful that I had all of those money lessons and really grateful that my dad did have time for me and he made a lot of sacrifices in order to take care of me. So I am very, very grateful for my upbringing. Nice. Good story. Yeah. And what about you, Pablo? I guess for me, I lived in Paris my whole life and like you, like single parent, but with my mom. And, you know, money was a bit tight. She was working as a fruit repairer so she was fixing fruits basically and she had her own uh, shop and yeah we we just had like you know simple life we're like in a small apartment what's funny actually in in australia you say you have a two-bedroom apartment meaning you have like one bedroom another bedroom and then you don't count the living room or the kitchen or whatever but in france uh the bedroom you say you know if you have like a one bedroom that would be like one room just one room that can be the living room and if you have a two bedroom that would be one room plus the living room and you know that's because everything is kind of smaller and smaller in sizes in Paris and that's funny yeah so Pablo lived in a one bedroom with his mom two bedroom but it was two bedrooms in Paris exactly. <laughs> because in Paris they have a lot of those fold-out mattresses and I think we're only just starting to get them in Australia and I guess in the US and places where you do have a bit more room, so starting to get that a bit more here, which is interesting. Yeah, I think people, you know, they're going to be used to live in smaller places as there are more people coming in Australia, and, you know, that's how it is now. Very true, very true. But, yeah, we basically, like, tried to save money uh, everywhere we could. 
what was nice is like every time you know my mom was working all the time but she will try to get me to go on holiday and luckily she could find kind of some substitution or like government help to be to allow me to go maybe do like a basketball or handball or whatever during the week of holiday oh that's really nice that's really good yeah it's good that the government you know really help i don't know about australia but in france you know they can help you based on your income and you could do this activity and people pay different price based on their income and so even if you are low income you can still access those uh, sports it is really good i'm so grateful that we do have social welfare in australia and in paris i'm sure it's probably even more than what we have here who knows but that's really cool it's really nice that we're able to do that yeah it's really nice and what about you like what's your money story or what's your recollection of money I remember when I would go to the mall with my friends I wouldn't have money and because I just felt uncomfortable asking him for money and I still remember this one time I was in the car with one of my friends and her mom just hands her a $50 note and I was just like oh my gosh $50 that's so much money and I was just shocked because I was like wow like that's a lot of money. I, I wish I had that money. And I think that was one of my first recollections where I realized I wanted to be able to have money so that I could spend it the way that I wanted to. And I also felt like money was security because even though I was able to ask my dad for things, I, I still felt a bit uncomfortable having to rely on him and having to ask him for money. And I also felt kind of bad. So I wanted to be able to earn my m own money. So then I wouldn't have to ask him for money. Nice. And so you wanted to earn money. Like what was the first job you've done? My first job was actually McDonald's. I was 14 and I really, really enjoyed it. I think it's really important to, and I think what I would like to do with our kids is get them working as young as possible so they understand what the, the real world is like. They know what it's like to earn an income and they appreciate money a lot more because I think that working at McDonald's, especially at the time, I was only earning $6 an hour because when you're under the age of 18, you don't, there's a minimum wage, but it's lower than the adult minimum wage. So yeah, it wasn't that much money, but it really made me value the money that I was spending. So even if I did go to the mall with a friend, get a smoothie or something like that, I would just think about, you know, one smoothie is one hour of my time. Do I really want to spend this money? So I think it is really good to get those lessons early on. Yeah, it's really good that, you know, you earn your own money and understand the value of money so that, you know, when you're going to spend some money or your own money, you're going to be more attached than, you know, if it's your dad's money or whoever else's money. Exactly, exactly. So you work at McDonald's and what was your wage back then? like? Six dollars, but when you're working as a trainee and I think you're, you're on that traineeship for a few weeks it was half of that so <laughs> my first official income was like three dollars an hour half of the six dollars it could have been faster to maybe you know do like you know recycling of like beans and then get like cans and plastic bottles and you may be earning more than doing like trainees at McDonald's that's true actually probably three dollar an hour yeah that's pretty low. It's pretty low, isn't it? I'm it's sure it would be more now, but... $4. Yeah, maybe $4. Who knows? I raise. That's why it's important. Treat everybody with respect. 
especially fast food workers, especially people working in hospitality, because it's it's tough. Three dollars an hour is not that much money. Yeah. Did you like receive tips at McDonald's or no tips? Nothing. No tips. I wonder if in the US you receive tips if you are working at McDonald's or fast food. I don't think that you do. Although I think that sometimes you can give tips optionally as a customer in the US, and a lot of people do pay tips because they have that tipping culture. I'm not sure how much of that tips actually go back to the staff. Who knows? Interesting. We'll see next week when we're there and see how much tip is asked every yeah. time we purchase something. Yeah, that would be interesting. And how much tips we spend as a total on three weeks holiday, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I do have this funny story that I do remember from McDonald's. So when I went in for my interview, I was I was 14 years old and it was my first interview and the manager sits me down and he asked me this question. He says, are you punctual? And I had no idea what the word punctual meant. So I kind of made it up. I thought in my head, punctual sounds like punctuation. And so I said, yeah, I'm good at punctuation. I'm really good at grammar. And then he was just like, punctual means on time. And then I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I felt so bad. I couldn't concentrate on the rest of the interview because I was just thinking about how silly my answer was. <laughs> Yeah. That would be distracting, you know, after you're like, oh, you know, I effed up and, and you, you don't know what to say, like, because you're so stressed about this question. I know, I know, honestly. And that's why I think it's really important to get experience when you are young, because you live, you learn. It would have been better if I just said, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, but now you know. Now I know. Next time someone asks you if you're punctual, you know what to answer. Yeah, exactly. How do you think your upbringing has shaped the way that you see money and how you spend money and how you earn money. What do you think about money? Yeah, I think like, you know, doing groceries and stuff with my mom and cooking at home, that was really good and helpful because, you know, we did not have that much money to go out on restaurants and holidays and things like that. So we were trying to save money. My mom was trying to save money and, you know, maximize cooking at home. But she was even buying good ingredients or, you know, like, but making something really good out of any ingredients. So, you know, that was really nice that we could make the most of the money that we had and, you know, value for money. So I think that was really good to, to learn that from her. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. What was your favorite meal growing up? Uh, I like, you know, pasta. Yeah. <laughs> As per usual. <laughs> you know, I like pasta, but she made like also like some nice couscous. And we went to Morocco quite a few times. Uh, because, you know, it's not a very expensive country and it's really warm there. And we could, like, we got, like, some really nice, you know, uh, ideas of recipes there. So she was making, like, really nice couscous and, you know, that was really nice. Oh, that is really nice. The perks of living in Europe, right? You can go to another country so easily. Yeah, you can go, like, anywhere. You can take the train, you can, you know, go to another city, you can go to another country. And if you buy tickets in advance you can save a lot of money and it's not too expensive you know yeah that is really good I think I also grew up with that mindset as well with saving money and just efficiency because I remember as a kid when it was a hot day I would often ask my dad for an ice cream because it's hot you see all the other kids eating ice cream and you're like I want an ice cream too so I would ask my dad hey can we get an ice cream 
And then he would be like, yeah, sure. But instead of going to the shop that was right in front of us, we would go to the supermarket where we could buy a box of ice creams for the same price as one ice cream from the corner shop. And that was a really good lesson for me because it made me realise, you know, it's basically the same thing, but you get a lot more of it and a lot more value at the supermarket. Yeah, and now I translate that you made our own frozen yogurt last weekend. I sure did. Yeah, so instead of buying frozen yogurt from the supermarket, you can make your own and it's cheaper and I think it's healthier too because you know exactly what's in it. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, and we got like this massive tub that you made and it was like maybe six or half for all this, like probably this would have cost like three times the price. Exactly. And something that I also love, not paying for parking. I love it when people think you need to pay for parking, but you find a spot and you don't have to pay for parking. That is a good feeling. Yeah, and you just walk five minutes, you know, so it's not that much of a constraint, but then you save like maybe $8 or, you know, parking can be expensive. So that's a good lesson from your dad. Yeah, very good lesson. Any yes. other lessons that you learned from your mom, Pablo? Uh, yeah, I think value for money and also working for money, you know. Like she always, you know, like not, she will always, she will never give me money just to give me money. She will always say, you know, you need to do this or task or, you know, do something to earn that money. So that was always, you know, the reward and getting money for doing something, not just giving money to give money. And that's why I learned from her. And also I started like to work uh, early, but I was lucky enough that, you know, I did not have to work like a, uh, you know, like fast in you know, a fast food or anything. I was like windsurfing instructor. So that was really nice and fun. That's really nice. Do you remember how much you were earning per hour? Yeah, probably not much, you know, maybe 10 euro or something. I don't really know. But that was really good because that was giving me like, you know, using my skills to do something I really loved. And that was more fun than just, you know, doing any job. So I could have fun, be with my friends there, teach people how to windsurf and that was really fun and then on top of that that will give me holiday because that first job that helped me like I did it in Paris on a lake but then a couple of years later I was able to do like a real job in Turkey and I was paid to be in Turkey in Club Med to teach people windsurf and you know that's you know not given to anyone yeah, because you had the skills. Yeah, exactly. So that taught me, like, you know, skills is really important. Like, having unique skills that not everyone can have or, you know, like, and doing something that uh, push it to the next level, not just learning how to winter, but learning how to become, you know, we were talking in the last episode, becoming a producer, not a consumer. I could have just windsurf by myself, just learn how to do it and, you know, not learn how to teach it. But then... I was like, how can I make money from that? And then I was like, oh, you can become a windsurfing instructor. So then I was like, okay, well, that's the step I took with my friends. We became like all windsurf instructor. And then we became like a 
you know, really good at it. And then we could make money from that, go on holiday in Turkey or other places and then make money from a skill we learned that, you know, we became producers, basically. I love it. That's really, really cool. And I guess we've had a look at, I guess, the, the positive money lessons we learned from our parents. Are there any ones that you maybe think differently? Or maybe you, you still appreciate the lesson, but maybe you think about it in a bit of a different way now that you're an adult. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, obviously she wasn't earning that much, so she could not invest, but maybe she could have invested earlier. I guess before, you know, it's, you know, without the knowledge is harder. But nowadays I'm thinking, you know, not investing early and the more you can teach your kids or showing them how to do it and things like that, that's very useful because the campaign interest really, you know, accrued over the years. Yeah, that's a good point. I think investing is really, really important. I would love to get our kids, our future kids onto investing early, even if it is starting with micro-investing apps or those apps that round up. I think it's really important to teach your kids about investing and I think it's a really good lesson to learn young. So, yeah, I agree. That's a good one. And you can also pay your kids, I think, $416 every year tax-free. Yeah, that's right. I think there may be some exclusions. I think it's with a family trust. But I think there are some ways that you can pay your kids something tax-free or some sort of advantages and put it away in an investing account or something like that. So that's something that we're looking at doing with our kids to teach them the power of compound interest. Yeah, because we were doing the numbers and, you know, giving like $400 a month for 18 years. Not month, per year. $400 per year. Yeah, and we were looking at the numbers and, you know, giving around $400 per year to our kids and compounded over 18 years. That was almost 20000 or yeah. something like that. So that was a lot of money. It is, it is, by only putting in around 7000 because of that compound interest effect. So I would love to show our kids more about that. Yeah, that's really good. And what about you, Connie? What's a lesson you learned from me that what not to do? Or, you know, something you like, oh, maybe that can be done better. I think that he was really frugal and conscious about money, which I think is really important. And especially it's like a bit of a different mindset compared to, I think, what most people grow up with because I think our society is quite consumerist and consumeristic and you do think, what can I buy, what can I consume? Whereas he was the opposite. He was like, I don't want to buy anything and nothing, you know. But I think from what I learned as a kid was I think that some things are worth spending money on and some things aren't worth spending money on. And there are a lot of things that I think that my dad had correct when it came to not spending money on things. So, for example, not spending money on parking because when I'm 80 years old, I'm not going to think, oh, I'm glad I got paid parking at the fish markets for $20. I'm glad I spent money on that. But maybe when I'm old and I'm 80 years old, I might be thinking, hey, you know, I'm really glad that I went out with my kids to that amusement park, you know, and I'm glad that I put aside some money so that we could have that nice family experience. Or I'm glad that I put aside $40 to go to the movies with my kid. Stuff like that, I kind of, you know, feel like I would like to do that with my kids and put aside some money for entertainment and things like that. Because I think that memories are really, really important. And they're one of the things that you can buy that don't depreciate over time because every time you think of a nice memory that you had with someone 
it still gives you that joy, just just as if it happened yesterday. And I think those experiences are what really stays with us throughout life. So I would love to teach my kids the value of spending money on things that are actually worth it and spending money on experiences rather than spending money on things and things that you don't really value and things that depreciate over time. Yeah, experiences are a really good way to spend money. And I think there was a study made, you know, if you buy like a watch versus if you buy like a holiday and the watch, you'll be really happy at the beginning, but then maybe one year from now, two years from now, you'll be not nearly as happy as the day you got the watch. Well, if you go on holiday, let's say to Hawaii or anywhere, you'll be, you know, one year from now, two years from now, you're just going to remember, oh, when I went snorkeling with the turtles, that's going to make you as happy as you were on the day you were snorkeling with the turtles. And that's, you know, really good privilege and really nice to have experiences with other people as well. I agree. I agree. And I think it does make you richer in terms of, just life experience being able to have those experiences and those happy memories I think it makes you a, a happier more hopeful person which is good for the future I think as well yeah and traveling is always good you know every time we travel overseas we come back to Australia with a different perspective of, of the world and life and that's really nice to to have that and not just be that's how to live and you know that things are done like this because in other countries things are done differently and you can see the pros and the cons of everywhere you go. I love that. I love that. And are there any other, I guess, limiting beliefs or beliefs that you had to unlearn about money as you started to grow up or even now as an adult, like any things that you had to unlearn or relearn, any limiting beliefs that you had about money? I guess because my mom, she works in her shop always by herself, you know, and she never hired anybody. And, you know, at the beginning when we started business, I started another marketing business before that. And, you know, that was hard to maybe hire my first employee or hire the first person that we would be working with because she never did it. And I was like, you know, but then looking at it and then I'm thinking in the future, you know, how does I want this business to look like? eh? Do I want to always work every day, you know, and hard and, you know, like my mom did. And then I was like, that's the way she decided. But then I was like, taking a step back, looking at it, and then passing this limiting belief of you have to do it all by yourself, but other people can also help and do it, and, you know, you can build something even bigger. So then that was the the belief, like, that I tried to pass by hiring someone. Oh, I love that. That's a really good perspective, yeah. It is amazing that your mom was an entrepreneur and doing her own business, but, yeah, I guess one of those limiting beliefs is hiring someone, I think, for any business owner. Yeah, that's that's really good that you are able to look at it from that perspective. Yeah, no, it's interesting. What about you, Cody? What's something a limiting belief that you you see? I think that when I was younger, I didn't really have. I guess I didn't really have a very fancy lifestyle. You know, we didn't really go on holidays and didn't really go to the movies and things like that. And um, yeah, didn't really have all the branded stuff. And I think as I got older, it was a bit difficult for me to spend money on those things because I felt like they were a waste of money because my dad never really wanted to spend money on those things. And I think what I realized as I got older is sometimes it is worth it to spend money on those things. And just knowing that I do deserve to have nice things and nice experiences. I'm not saying that I deserve to have like, you know, 
a hundred Hermes bags and a, and a yacht and a private jet. I'm, but I think also just realizing that you do deserve to have the things that you want in life and it is okay to spend money on things that you really love. Like those are some limiting beliefs that I had to pass myself. And yeah, I think it is, it is good. I have, I feel like I have passed that. And now I feel like maybe a bit too much in the other direction. I need to reel myself back in a little bit and be like, okay, live below your means a bit more. Make sure you are saving, setting yourself up for the future. So yeah, I think it is a good perspective to have both points because we're not going to live forever. And I think it is important to enjoy the money that we have today. But at the same time, it is important to set yourself up for the future and it is important to try to live below your means just in case something does happen and you have a bit of a safety net and security. So I think both mindsets are very, very important. Yeah, it's very really true. And so how do you find the, the right balance between, you know, making yourself like really a nice and comfortable life, but also not overspend? How do you find that right balance? I think setting a budget and looking through our income and expenses every month has been really, really important because it just helps us get a bit of a reality check on how much we're actually spending each month. Are these things that we're spending money on, do they actually give us value? Or are there things that we can cut out of our budget so that we can save and invest more money for our future, but still enjoy the life that we have today? So yeah, I think reviewing your income and expenses every month is a really, really good thing to do just to make sure that you are on track with the person that you would like to become in the future and still enjoy the journey along the way. Nice, very well said, Connie. What would you say, Pablo? I think the expense is definitely, you know, understanding what you need to spend every month and doing like ideal spend and, you know, seeing that if this matches and not just be like ideally, but like reality check, like really look what this looks like and also like making projection a year from now, 10 years from now, you know, based on those numbers, what does the future looks like because you want to kind of start from the end and then go backwards with like your goal and having goals and making progress towards those goals every day is important. I agree completely. Well, I think that was a really fun episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so curious to hear from you. What's your money story? How do you think about money? Has that changed over time or do you think more or less the same as you did when you were a kid about money? Or were there things that you needed to unlearn from your childhood about money that you've realized maybe something different about money? Let us know on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.